Hey guys, welcome to the Youth Fitness Podcast. Topics on youth fitness with a focus on doing what's best for kids. Brought to you by the Martin Family, the developers of the Brand X Method, and the Athlete Coach Network. Youth need great coaches now more than ever. Brand X has dedicated themselves to doing what is best for kids for over two decades and now offers mentoring, education, programming, and resources in one smart package to empower coaches to efficiently deliver world-class youth programs. Check out their plug and play options and join the Brand X family today. You plus Brand X equals youth program success. We're here today with the Youth Fitness Podcast. We've decided to have a little bit of fun and talk about some stories that we that we have from training and coaching kids. And as you can imagine, there are lots of wonderful stories. But we thought we'd do these in little sound bites, and we're each going to tell one awesome story that would should be both entertaining and give you a little bit of insight on what you have to think about when you're working with kids and teens. So, who wants to get this rolling? I can get started first. I typically worked with the teenage group for the vast majority of time that I was coaching teen classes and youth classes, but I wanted to kind of gain a little bit more experience in working with some of the younger ages, so I had taken on coaching the 6 to 11-year-old class that we had at Brand X, and we had worked through a first the first three weeks of programming, and this was a, a pretty long-standing class, so the focus for this class had kind of shifted toward nutrition. And with nutrition, as you guys know, we always start with very basic concepts. So the concept that we were starting with here was what are vegetables and what is a vegetable that you might want to try this week? So we had a, a full class of kids and they were sitting down and we were having this discussion with class and I was asking, okay, what, what are some vegetables that you know? And I hear kids shouting, kale, tomatoes. And I noticed that one little boy who was regularly engaged, one of the most active kids in class, regularly engaged in class, he was literally turned completely around facing the wall and not participating at all. And he had scooted himself about 30 feet away from the rest of the class. So I said, Levi, what are some vegetables that you know? He said, I don't like vegetables and I'm not trying them. So he made a, a little blanket, blanket statement there. Um, all these kids you know, talked about the vegetables that they wanted to try. So tried to engage him a little bit. I said, well, is there a vegetable that you might want to try someday? He said, no, never. I'm never trying vegetables. So I said, okay. And I turned and I see his mom look at me and, and she's like giving me the, the nod up and down like he's going to try a vegetable this week. So, so I know I've got her by him. So he's angry. And after class, I see him walk over to his mom and says, he says, we're not coming back next week. <laughs> and his mom looks at me again and she shakes her head and she, you know, he, decides that he's coming back next week. So the next day he comes back and he, he hadn't tried a vegetable yet. Mom hadn't been able to get him to try a vegetable. So I said, Hey, Levi, is there maybe a vegetable that you can think of wanting to try? And he said, well, 
I've thought about it a lot and maybe I'll try carrots. I said, cool. Do you want to try carrots cold, raw, or cooked? And he said, well, what's raw? And I said, well, it's cold and a little bit crunchy. And he gagged. He went, <laughs> I said, Okay, well, how about cooked? And he said, well, what's that? And I said, well, cooked is it's kind of mushy, it's warm. And he gagged again. He went, I guess I'll try raw. So his mom held him to it. And the next week, he, he comes back to class, right? And, you know, kids are so excited every single time you... You, they accomplish a, a small task that you give them outside the gym. So he sprints up this day, and he's got enthusiasm. So I'm like, man, maybe he liked the carrots that he, he tried this week. So he goes, Coach Connor, Coach Connor, Coach Connor, Coach Connor. I said, what's up, Levi? And he said, Coach Connor, I tried carrots. I said, good. How do you like them? And he looked at me, and deadpan, all of the enthusiasm went out of his eyes, and he said, terrible. And he turned around <laughs> and walked walked off. And what's what's funny about this story, obviously, is that like he had such a resistance to trying vegetables. But the thing that you got to remember is, this age, he's a, he was seven. Most kids aren't trying vegetables. They're not understanding what vegetables are. They're not even thinking about vegetables because the typical American diet is is absolutely atrocious. So the fact that he had two weeks contemplating what vegetables are, what ones he might want to try someday, understanding how they might be cooked is a huge step. So even though he didn't end up liking carrots and had resolved to never try carrots again, we, a few weeks later, were able to convince him to try something else that he also thought was terrible. But it's it's those baby steps that are small building blocks to sustainable health knowledge that's going to carry out through the rest of his life. And it's putting him ahead of the 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 peer group and ahead of the game as far as understanding for the future. Who wants to go next? I'll go next. So I'm going to tell a story about Jennifer. But first, kind of roll back to one of our methodologies, which is the Base Build Boost methodology. And we're trying to get kids to understand kinesthetic, have kinesthetic awareness, and understand proprioception. So how to move their body or where their body is in space in relation to itself and where their body is in relation to other things and other people. So as an example, like when a child who hasn't really fully developed their proprioception yet is you know, like our granddaughter. We'll play hide and seek with her and she'll literally sit in the middle of the floor, throw a towel or a blanket over her head. And because she can't see us, we can't see her. And she'll <laughs> giggle and laugh while we run around trying to find her where she's sitting in the middle of the floor. But they, but this is perfectly acceptable at this age to, to you know, when they're four years old, to not have that fully developed proprioception. But it's necessary if we want to maximize a child's training potential for them to understand that, where they are in space, how to move their body in space, and where it is in relation to other things. So tell a story about this young girl named Jennifer. She came in, she was about 11 or 12 years old. Jennifer was very smart in school, done a lot, did very, very well. But she didn't have a lot of play history, didn't have a lot of time playing outside. And her parents were very concerned about it and brought her in to the gym because they wanted her to have exposure to movement. Well, Jennifer didn't want to be there at all. It was a Saturday morning class, beautiful morning, rolled the bay doors up, and I had the kids run to the end of the building and back. And then I was going to have explain the workout when they got back in from the run. 
So three, two, one, go. I had the kids all run out the door and I met them at the, at the whiteboard. And as I'm seeing them come in and we're getting ready to start to talk about what we're going to do for the day, I start to count the kids and I realize that I have committed the first sin of a youth coach. And that is I've lost a child. So I'm in a panic and I realize that Jennifer had not, did not come back in from the run. So I run out to the back of the bay doors and right as you go out the back of our, of our big uh, doors, there was some small trees planted across behind the, behind the building. And these trees had a, a tree trunk diameter of about six inches. And I look out and I see Jennifer standing behind one of these trees. She's got her shoulder up against a tree and she's got her hand up and she's hiding her face and she's hiding behind this tree. And so I yell to her, hey, Jennifer, come on in. The kids want to get, get, want to get started. And she doesn't say a thing. So I yell a little louder, Jennifer, come in. Kids are waiting for you. They need to get, we want to get started. Again, complete silence. So now I'm kind of starting to lose my temper, which shouldn't be, uh, (laughs) shouldn't be a surprise to people that know me. I'm starting to lose my temper and I yell at the top of my lungs, Jennifer, I can see you come inside. And she yells back, no, you can't. (laughs) And I, yeah, and I'm yelling at her, yes, I can. No, you can't. Yes, I can. And I realized that Jennifer, like my four-year-old granddaughter, literally thinks that since she couldn't see me, I couldn't see her. I had to walk around the tree, look her in the eyes and say, Jennifer, come inside. The kids want to get started. And that is, was a very funny story, but a very, also the other side of that is, you know, concerning at that age and some of the things that we, you know, saw with some kids, especially as we, you know, in this toward the end of working with kids and toward the end of the time when we had our gym and kids had stopped playing outside as much, we started to see kids come in who who hadn't fully developed their kinesthetic awareness or proprioception. And we have a few other very funny stories about Jennifer that we'll tell at another time. Which is, of course, an alias. Yes, of course, an alias. So my, I guess it falls to me now. It's my turn. My stories are more about think, getting your sort of head in a child's child's mindset of how they look at things. We come up with all these sort of rules and regulations, and they come into our gym, and they look around, and they see all the many awesome things they can do. And you have not ever, and you will never, have given them enough regulations and rules to cover every possible thing that they could do. And so some of the funniest stuff we see has come out of that is one story is stacks and stacks of deliveries of, you know, fitness drinks. So these fitness drinks are sitting in this beautiful stack and the adults are going about their business and the kids come in and they see a stack of stuff they can play with, right? So they go, hey, these look like some really nice small cans. They happen to be Fit Aid cans that we can hit with something. What can we hit them with? And where can we hit them? So they look around the gym and for some reason, somebody has left a golf club somewhere and they pick up a golf club and they start to, <coughs> they start to nail these fit aid cans as hard as they can to see if they can sail them to 4,000 feet to the, <laughs> to the metal door at the other side. Now, there's a lot of noise, as you know, going on in the gym, so this does not necessarily get noticed until a case or two of Fit Aid has been completely destroyed. <laughs> Luckily, 
No one was in the way. Nobody got hurt. <laughs> but a secondary story to that. No children were injured in the <laughs> no making children, of this story. No children were injured. But it gives you, you know, they're, they're in there looking for movement, but fun, entertainment. They, their mindset is so different. So really being aware of that is pretty key. Another story along the same lines fitting into that idea is chalk balls, which we all use, you know, get our hands ready to move and grip something. So we have those buckets often filled with powder, but sometimes there's a chalk ball in there or a square of chalk, which they see as a potential missile. So <laughs> that potential missile can be shot with any size band that is hanging on any rig that they can get their hands on. So one group of kids found a awesome stash of chalk balls and decided that it would be fun to see how high they could shoot those into the gym. And as you can imagine, that was fun for them. They had a great time. You can pull those things back pretty far. You can, you can change the, the angle and they did experiment with, you know, if I pull it from down low with both hands, I can get it to really arc high, and they're experimenting and they're learning and pretty cool, but it's quite a mess for the gym. Oh. So, <laughs> quite a bit to clean up. But but what did come out of that was slingshot dodgeballs. Yeah, yeah, that's true. We did use that with, oh, they really like that idea, so now we can do this with a dodgeball, which will not do any damage to the gym. Nobody can get hurt. Nobody has to clean anything up, and the kids will have a great time, and they'll learn a little bit about how to move a projectile on a band, <laughs> which is great because they need those lessons, as you know, because of the lack of the just you know organic play that 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 we have going on in society. So they they make it for themselves if we let them, but we also have to have that awareness that they will make it for themselves whether we want them to or not, <laughs> and that they will make it from anything and often in ways that we not, might not necessarily want them to. That's great. Three stories. Three stories. All right. That's it. We're going to do this again. We hope you enjoyed it. Awesome. On, on to the next podcast. Welcome to the Athlete Coach Network, a new connection-based training platform that breaks down regional barriers and connects coaches and athletes anytime, anywhere. You're an athlete and love to push yourself. Who's guiding you? As an athlete, you can filter and search our library to find the perfect coach or sign up for a membership to get video feedback and comments from our coaches all over the world. As a coach, you can set up your profile and advertise your credentials, set your own price for video reviews or direct messaging to ensure your rates reflects the value of your time. Welcome to the Athlete Coach Network and welcome to the future of sports coaching. That was the Youth Fitness Podcast, topics on youth fitness with focus on doing what's best for kids. Brought to you by the Martin family, the developers of the Brand Next Method and the Athlete Coach Network. We hope you guys enjoyed that episode and you listen for more.